Ben Lawrence! Paul Goody! How's it going, sir? I'm good, how are you? Good, so uh, we're recording today instead of tomorrow because my car is in the shop. And we were going to record tomorrow instead of Thursday because you're going on vacation. Right, and this is the thing, right? Uh, I was like, well, I'm going, I'm going to Denver in my car. Should probably make sure that it <laughs> is working right. Yeah. Uh, three of my tires are shot. Uh, I'm sorry. Three of my tires are in bad condition. There you Just go. Just want to make sure that, uh, and my brakes have a problem. So with authority, all good reasons to get exactly. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Your brakes are A like. Don't tell me what days, to do, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So that's that's getting taken care of. Uh, I think this is I the first have... time. I think this is the first time we've ever recorded a show before last week's episode has even been posted because I was lazy. I think we've done it. I think we've done it once before. Have I we? Really? Yeah, I really remember it happening once before. That that the that we had two in the can basically. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, so yeah. When I get home today, I'll post last week's episode. Welcome to the uh, the Colin show <laughs> from whatever the exactly crap that uh, one, Mr. Show one of <laughs> our favorite episodes of Mr. Show. Both Ben and I independently arrived. At the opinion that the pre-taped call-in show pre was just an amazing, yeah. just an amazing <laughs> sketch. We liked that one. We liked audition. Audition was another. Audition uh, was good. The and audition. of course, now the problematic uh, tales from Everest. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I just saw a season. Uh, we talked about this season uh, five of Better Call Saul. I just yes. watched it recently. And yeah. he's in that as well. He plays the uh, the archival footage of the dad for Mesa Verde. Uh, ah. The dad of the Mesa Verde um, yeah. bank president. He pops in up every once footage. in a while. He, like, in, if, if Bob Odenkirk or David Cross are doing something, chances are Jay Johnston was going to pop up somewhere in the background. He was in a yeah. few episodes of Arrested Development as a cop. Yep. So it's too bad. It, it really is uh, a problem. Apparently, uh, you know, I, I even hate to mention it because this is how it started uh, the last time. But we'll mention it on the podcast because you, why not? Um, he is apparently um, planning on running in the next election. Oh, good. So there, there's something for us as the American people. And the reason I know that is because I, I read an article where the person said that if he does run uh, our credibility in the, uh, On the national world stage. world stage is shot. I'm yeah. bleeding all of a sudden. I, I scratched a, a mole. Don't pick at it. Well, I, I'm not now. You picked off a mole? I did not pick up. No, Ben, I didn't pick. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> I did. That's a spot of. But bottom. anyway, anyway, I'm bleeding. Oh, see, I didn't read that, but I heard of it. Oh yeah, Mark Haddon, the same writer, same author of a, uh, um, the story Filth? of the dog in the midnight or whatever. The, oh man. Oh oh that? okay. No, yeah yeah. 
the strange tale of the or whatever. Yeah. yeah so um, that's too bad. It it yeah, it really is. Do you need um, to take care it, of that? No, I don't think so. I'll just let it bleed throughout the uh, the podcast. <laughs> it should be fine. I mean, what is ble- it cleans the wounds, doesn't it? The, isn't that sure? But the problem is, you, outside forces can infect the wound, so you'll want to clean it and it, cover it. It's a it, very it's a very small wound, Ben. Yes, but so, air is filthy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> to air is filled. Uh, so, um, <laughs> to water so is my, divine. Uh, friend, friend of uh, friend of mine who has COVID, who I mentioned last time. Oh. Uh, reporting strange olfactory uh, hallucinations. Olfactory like hallucinations. Smelling rancid things when there isn't anything rancid around. Interesting. Oh yeah, you've mentioned that before. Like somebody. Who oh, you did know... I mention that already? Well, no, not for this specific instance. But you mentioned a use case that you've heard of, or maybe it was an experience of somebody you knew, where everything they ate tasted like burnt something. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That wasn't. No, that was a, a news article I read. Somebody, yeah. uh, all the food that they had tasted like what a firework smells like after it right, blows right. up. It's interesting that uh, he, this, this friend of yours is having olfactory hallucinations because it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's known that COVID takes away your sense of smell, therefore your sense of taste. When I was eating dinner last night, I, I, I had to pause and think briefly, it, do I need to test? Or because, uh, uh, because, my food isn't really tasting like it doesn't really have any taste. And then I just came to realize, oh, it's just because I make bland food. Ah, uh, yes. That that would do it. Yes. Uh, so the dog is here. Edward is here. And I just posted a, a, uh, a thing and it went sort of like this. Hello, everyone. I recommend every once in a while sniffing your dog. And then I did this. He doesn't know what to do after that. It's very fun. <laughs> he just wants to lay on your lay on your chest and and just be held. That's all he wants to yeah. do. Yeah, he missed me. Oh man, if I get a job where I can't work from home, and again, <laughs> looking more and more like it, it, it's a little slim pickings out there for for yeah. work from home stuff. Um, he is going to go nuts. Every day when I come home. Yeah. Because he won't have seen me because he misses me. I can't remember which big company it is. I think it might even be Apple where a rumor has it that a number of employees are going to just walk out if they're forced to go back into the office. Uh Uh-huh. How will will they walk out, Ben? (laughs) Everybody just, like, walks to their front yard. And then stands there oh, for no, an awkward no, moment, I, and then walks back in. <laughs> actually, I think it would be very effective if they do return to the uh, to the office, and then <laughs> they return to the office, and then they come they come right back home. Yep. They all come in, put their stuff put their stuff back in their desks. You know. Pull, plug their computers and everything. Get ready so that they could work if they wanted to, and then right. walk out. 
and say, maybe get even so far as to log in and then send out an email right saying I'm walking out or whatever. <laughs> they, no, they said, yeah, they set up the out of office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, more power to him. Whatever, Ben, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm sorry that you have to, that, that, uh, uh work from home jobs or remote work as they call it or, or a, um, now, now a, here's uh, the thing. It's possible. You know, I've got, I've got a lot of time before, uh, you know, the trigger gets pulled on this thing, not being there. Maybe something will happen. Maybe they will write to me and say, Paul, we like you so much. We have decided to let you work from home. It's possible. Yeah. I can Everybody see that. else has to come in. Hey. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could I could be special. You never know. You never know. <laughs> oh man. I that Ben, I almost hate to say this. Uh it'll it'll be okay, I think. Um there was a sketch that I that I wrote that never got performed which was there's a children's a children's entertainer this was before you and I like I can't believe I didn't pitch it to you actually maybe I did once I say it you can tell me if it happened or not there's this there's this uh there's this guy is like I don't know if there's anything about me that's special and the the kids uh children's entertainer says uh well hey don't be like that everybody's got something that they want to do that'll set them apart from other people yeah i guess so so what about you tim mcveigh what do you want to do oh i'd rather not say well that's fine you don't have to tell me what it is but i want to tell you that you can and so it's yeah. it's like well first of all the first thing you have to do is make a plan. Have you made a plan? <laughs> well, I guess so. Then you've got to have friends. Do you have any friends that can help you? Well, there is one guy. Maybe one guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, it's just yeah. Pretty sure that if you had pitched that, we it, it was shot down. No, no, we would not have done it. Um, but it's still. <laughs> it, it's still one of those things of any time that I say anything encouraging. I do worry about that sometimes. Just you just have to you can't sit around on your couch all day. Just do it. Except for you, Ted, you can just you can just hang out. Hang out, eat a sandwich, watch some TV. <laughs> It'll be fine. Oh man. I've been I gotta there. Say, I've seen that. I've seen that memorial. The uh the Murrah building in Oklahoma. Oh, me City. too. Me too, yeah. yes. Very uh we had to we had to drive by it. It was, I, I think it was really crowded and there was no parking or something. Typical. But we People drove. People want to pay we, their respects. Uh, but yeah, I was, I, did I tell you? Um, hmm. Can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, I think I can tell you. Um, I was, I was at an air force base near there, very close to Oklahoma city. And during the aftermath of that, we had inspectors come to our uh, school because that was one of the things that we did was ordinance stuff. 
and yeah. they wanted to see if any of the because they weren't sure at the time. You know, now it, it you know now we know how it was done and all that, but at the time they didn't know where any of the stuff had come from. And uh, after that, security at the base got more uh, uh, strict. It used to be that if you were on a bus and you went to the mall, the people who got on the bus at the mall would go through the base. You couldn't get off, but you you would be on the bus going through the base because it wasn't the final stop. There were other stops, so civilians were going into the base on the bus, and that stopped after that yeah. happened. My Coincidentally enough, my dad was stationed at that Air Force base back in the 70s. Shepard? No, Tinker. Okay, the, I was talking about Shepard. Darn it! Uh, oh. <laughs> gotcha, Paul! I'm sure everything... It's, it, it's, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. The fact that I was stationed at Shepard Air Force Base is not a secret. It's government knowledge. Yeah, indeed. Anyone anyone could could know that. Anyone could submit a FOIA request. Yep. Or yep. an FOIA request if you want to get grammatically correct. Man, Edward, we should we should have taken you to the groomers before our thing. We don't <laughs> have we won't have time to do it. Does he smell? No, no, his nails. His nails uh, are a little bit sharp. And he's going to be running around in the car. Yeah. I mean, we, we'll... Well, I'll, he'll be exactly like he is here. Probably. Or <laughs> Just else, on, your, you on know, your lap while Jennifer drives? Usually, yeah. But there there are, there are um, like, little harnesses. Like, th like child safety seats that you can put dogs in. But sometimes, depending on how wiggly the dog is or whatever, they're hard to keep them in. So who knows? He's a very good boy, though. He used. We have little pee pee pads that we put out for him, and and he's been using them pretty regularly. Are is this? Aren't those usually used as a form of potty training for dogs? Um. Yeah, but for little dogs like like these guys. Their bladders are very small sometimes, and so <laughs> most times small dogs have small bladders. So you want you want them to to do one of two things: let you know by like you know whining uh, if yeah. they have to go out, and also by by putting things out so that they can pee on them if they need to if they have an emergency. And then what I try to do is just take them out. Yeah, take them out. Um, no. We had a couple of small dogs, and it, and uh, they were never really potty trained 100%. They knew not to go in the house, but they always went in the garage and uh, without going outside. And uh, we put out those little pads, and it was almost as if it was a challenge for them not to go on them. Yeah, exactly. That's And that, that sometimes is what this guy does. So I've been telling him that he's been a good boy recently. <clears throat> he's been doing it yeah so um so did you watch yeah, the uh, the finale of severance oh i did yes did you i did yeah Watched uh, it a couple is anyone ago. watching us right now nobody's watching right now that i can spoilers see spoilers for severance 
Uh, I thought it was great. Thought it was great. Yeah, really good. I uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I was expecting twice more episode, and when it when it ended, I was I was disappointed. And you know, that's a that's a quality show right there. When uh, yeah. you want more, when it ends, but I may have to go back and just rewatch it now that I know everything. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Oh, his wife, Ben. His wife. Oh. Such That's a the thing. spoilery part. Um, yeah, fun show though. Yeah, I like John Turturro a lot. That's that's something. I, if if we, if you and I were people in that show, I would be John Turturro. <laughs> I, that's I'm who Scott. I'm closest to. <laughs> You're closest to Adam Scott. Yeah. So let's cast everything else. Who's uh, who's Dylan? Dylan and Helly. Uh, Jose Amador. Yes. As Dylan. Good call. And I would say Pamela Miatov is Hilly. Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm going with people that we've worked with before. And right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer... Uh, as the Patricia Arquette Patricia, character. Patricia Arquette. I was going to say her name, but I didn't want to... Yeah. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> now, Miss Coble is her is her any name. Yeah. Um, Melchick? Is that his name? Yeah. Who is Mr. Melchick? Well, I mean, I could. Uh, there's a there's a actor in town. I don't know if you know who he is. He's his name is Jordan Michael Whidbey. Uh, I think he'd be a good Mr. Melchick. Or no, I don't uh, know him. You gotta have. I mean, his his performance. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah. But it really, I mean, if I had to pick one character, right, to sum up the entire show, you know, at one performance, like, this is sort of the Severance mascot, I'd pick him. Because he's, he's got the loyalty part, he's got the weird veneer of fun. Yeah. The hidden menace. He's he's bought in to the concept. Had a very Richard Roundtree vibe going for me throughout the entire thing. Mm. It was yeah. it was weird though, yeah. Just because everything felt like this sort of really designed sort of I don't want to call it neo futurism, but it was like it's obviously not uh, something that's based in the present. But he that character had a very seventies at least a very seventies hairstyle, you know, with the mustache yeah. and everything. Absolutely. Um, and I love seeing Christopher Walken in a TV show. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Who would you have as Christopher Walken's character? That one's tough. Who's the most Christopher Walken person I know? <laughs> oh. I don't want to I don't want to start naming names in case they get upset. Who's well no no here 
here's the here's the thing. I would say for for Bert specifically. Who's that guy? Uh, I always I always talk about him and and you it's hard for me to say who he is because okay, there was a spin the bottle. There was a play that Brett wrote, a one a, a scene that Brett wrote, if you will, a one act thing. Yeah. And it's a guy has a gun and he's got it trained on a guy. Okay. And through the scene, the guy talks the other guy into giving him the gun. Hmm. It's a really nice scene. Um, and I can't remember who was in it. I don't remember that one. Hmm. But it sounds like something that might have been a repurposed 1448 play. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So here's, here's something. If we were going to... So I'm thinking we're doing Severance as an annex theater <laughs> production, right? Yeah. Who is... Who is a big name? And you, you mean that what what you will. Like, not necessarily famous, but somebody that if you were... An, an annex alum, that if you were to bring them back, people would be like, oh my gosh, this guy is in it. I got an easy answer for you. Paul Giamatti. Well, yeah, obviously Paul Giamatti as Bert <laughs> would would work. Uh or if we're not going like that famous, uh who who would who would uh I mean be a Brett? Good one? Brett, you could have Brett as Bert? Brett for sure. I mean, it's it's you know, a lot of the act those actors from like the late 90s early 2000s uh you know it's it would be a no that it, that would be a novelty to see on annex's stage again uh mike shapiro probably be one of yeah them. yeah mike shapiro would be a great that was actually who i was thinking of i was like yeah. i didn't know if you would if you would know who <laughs> i was i was like because this is what i was gonna say who is that guy that's how i was gonna Man, I haven't thought about that guy in a while. Oh, you know who else would be a good Bert? Chris Dietz. Chris Dietz. Chris Dietz would make a very good Bert. Chris Dietz would make a good Mr. Melchick, perhaps. Or uh, Josh Josh List would be a good Bert, too. Josh List as Bert, yes. Um, I don't know. The the reason I say Chris Dietz would make a... Chris Dietz can do anything, <laughs> in my opinion. I ran into him recently. I don't know if I told you this, but I was uh, just ha Blair and I just happened to be in Port Townsend just like for a weekend, and we were walking around downtown, and uh, and I hear. Does he live there now? Well, I hear Ben Lawrence, and I turn around, and it's Christie's, and uh, and I, <laughs> and no, he doesn't live there. He he and his lady were just visiting some friends, and just also ah. happened to be downtown as well. And it it had been years since I had seen Chris. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So it's, it's good to catch Very up with cool. him. Yeah. On the frozen so, streets of downtown Port Townsend, I <laughs> chipped a tooth that weekend too. I don't blame Chris for that. But uh, hey, I remember you chipping it. Hey, hey, those of you listening to this, 
I you can you can figure out which weekend it was by finding the you episode can. where Ben talks about chipping his tooth. I chipped my tooth on a piece of gummy candy. That's how weak my tooth was. Oh my gosh. Hey, it stopped bleeding by the way, Ben. Hey, good for you. I saw I saw Edward licking your arm. Hopefully he wasn't cleaning your wound. Oh, oh for you. Ben. <laughs> He was he was totally going after that sweet sweet blood. He was like, "Wait a second, I know what this is." Uh, I heard a disturbing note that uh, if you die in your house, you die your in real cats life. Cats and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> your cats and dogs will eat you. And it's not for the reason you think. It's not because they're hungry. It's out of spite. No, it's it's because... Finally! They... Uh, and I don't know how true this is, but I got it from a pretty reputable, reputable source. Uh, somebody that normally does their research and things like that, they said the reason that they do it is because these animals have been like just instinctually they don't want to leave meat lying around because it will rot and cause disease. Well, I'm wondering if there's also some sort of evolutionary uh, throwback to that where when, dog, you know, uh, wolves, when a member of the pack dies, do they just leave them behind or do they eat them? Ah. And so if, say, That's you're it. in your house, you're the alpha wolf. So when you die, your dog's like, all right, well, I, I got to do what I got to do. Oh, uh, you know, this is something interesting. Uh, I was about to I was about to say something. And then I was like, oh, wait, so it would still apply. I was like, I don't know if that actually applies, because what I've heard is that alpha behavior and all that, that only happens to wolves that are in captivity. So it probably doesn't apply to <laughs> dogs. Nah. Yeah. What is happening? Ah. So, so yeah, no, no news yet as far as if I am supposed to know what's going on with what's happening with my job or not. This is one of those things of, I, I've mentioned this before in different things, just in context of my job, but in context of a lot of things. Um, there are times when I have figured something out. Right? I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. And yeah. I can't explain it to you, but it's just locked in. Like, I know that this is going to happen. Right? And I'll just give you an example uh, of something that hasn't happened. But let's say we're in a, we're in a play together. And I'm, like, paying attention. I'm looking at stuff and all that. And I come to you and I go, the director is going to quit. Now, I can't tell you how I know. It's just this feeling that I have, right? This 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 ultimate feeling. And and I say, I don't know how. And you're like, and you then you, Ben, is like, you, Ben, is like, ah, you, Ben, are like, I'm like how did you, how did you know? Who told you? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's, you know, no one told me. And you're like, this was a, we had a company meeting about this already. No one else is supposed to know. How did you find that kind of stuff? Right? Like, it's just, I put, so, I put two and two together sometimes. Uh, and people think that I got information from somewhere and I didn't. Part of the simulation is leaking. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. 
Um, simulation, uh, let's just check in. Uh, how are you feeling, Ben, about your chances of, of being in a simulation or or this actually being just regular place? I actually had a, a conversation recently about simulation theory with uh, on a job site I was on uh, uh, this over the weekend, and I was able to drop mm -hmm. your name and say, hey, my friend was actually in a movie about all that. Hey, interesting. But so to now answer they're on your question, Exactly. Now, to answer your now question. they're on to me because you said that, not because I was in a movie about it. Yeah, sorry, go uh, ahead. Uh, as to answer your question, no, I don't believe uh, the world is a simulation. I believe we are in true meat space. However, I did have a dream last night that I found a piece of wood, a specific piece of wood that I've been looking for for a while in the annex shop. And believe it or not, I found it today. But also... I remember the dream, and I looked really hard for it today. That's why. Was it in the place just, that it wasn't in your dream? Uh, no, it wasn't. But it's. I just heard a weird... Did you hear that? Did you hear a beep coming from me? Uh, no, Ben. I thought I heard a beep coming from the office. Uh-oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I shouldn't well, have talked about your wood dream. Actually, I shouldn't have... <laughs> You've been you've been activated, Ben. Exactly. Uh, no, actually, what it sounded it, what it sounded like it sounded like the uh, the uninterruptible power supply got tripped somehow. Oh, interesting. Huh. Wait. Uh, I'm sorry. Did it get interrupted or? Oh, it got turned on. It, it got turned it, on because it would have been. It would have been. Well, what might have happened is the uh, so the as you may. Uh, assume the electricity here in the theater is not exactly um, probably the most stable. Here in the theater, it is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting down the work of our friend Daniel Christensen, who redid the inside electrics here. Ben, I, but I the, think. I think if you're talking about our friend Daniel Christensen, who was a member of the IBEW, um, our friend Daniel Christensen, who maybe. No, Hell. it was it was oh. all about. Oh. No, it was all about. It's about board. Ah, good. He got permission good, good, from good, the good. union to do this. Um, ben, that is that is so <laughs> that's good. A, that's why I dropped his name. Uh, no, but the pipes, the leading into our like main thing. There's power surges all the freaking time, which is why all the important computers are on um, power conditioners slash UB, UPSs. So something just nice. happened in the office. It happens all the time. Um, there's a thing called a continue, continue, continuity of operations plan that any institution should have, which is, okay, let's say that we lose power to the building. How do we make sure that we don't lose all of our data? You know, it's just a nice thing to do. The fact yeah. that you guys have thought about that is wonderful. Well, uh, Steve McCandless, I mean, he demands that all the important computers are on power supplies slash power conditioners. Because we've got our, our box office computer, which was not deemed important enough to put on a be put on a UPS, actually did get fried. We came into the theater one night for a show, and the computer just, for whatever reason, wasn't working. Hmm. And I, I blame I a power surge. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you said something else. <laughs> I blame theater Schmierder. <laughs> How dare they? 
How is that still is are they still up and doing stuff? No, they closed. They actually closed before the pandemic. Did they close before I left? No, they must have no, been. No, 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 no. They they closed uh, it was like 2018, 2019, something like that. Okay. It was just they had a they had a really I think what happened was that their uh the favorable lease they had on their Belltown space expired. Oh. And so their rent probably went up like 500% yeah, or some obscene yeah, yeah, number yeah. like that. Like the building got sold, some BS. So it was just unfeasible. And so the, the so, company was like, that's it. We're done. Oh, hey, speaking about um, annex stuff, the yeah. the D&D, we've, we've picked a date. May 21st. It's May 21st. We're gonna have it, and then uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be the last, the last one that I run for a while, and yeah. uh, and then one of the things that I that I've done, so put a little bug in Brett Fetzer's ear. Not that he will do it, but uh, I've I've mentioned, you know, Brett, you you would be really good at running a game. Yeah. And I and I told him and I said you know especially because of the zombie thing he did not remember it at all. What? He did not remember. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> that is such a that like, is such a benchmark improv game. Yeah, it was it was one of the best things. And to him, just another weekend <laughs> or whatever. Just, just another night in in or a weekend, Pilates studio. Yeah, just another night in a Pilates studio. So. That Pilates studio uh, is now a Starbucks. Yay! Wait, what? For real? Oh, they they well they tore that building down and they put up a high rise and uh, there's a Starbucks in the on the lower level. I think technically wow. where the Pilates studio was is like the lobby of this high rise. It's True so facts. weird looking looking at my face. Tell me about it. Because I <laughs> woo uh, because yeah, this Bert. guy man. This is this is uh, this is a guy, but it's not the guy that I think of when I think of me. You can, but now you, it is. It's you got some me. sort of uh, dysmorphia there going on. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I this is I, th this is not gonna sound right, Ben, but I look tougher than <laughs> I think of myself as. Than you feel. Like when I look at this guy. I'm like, I don't know, man. I I don't know what he's up to. That's probably why nobody messes with you when you walk down the street. I suppose so. Um, but it's also because I live in Edwardsville, and people rarely mess with people in Edwardsville. Yeah. Everyone is driving, that's why. Uh, I walk down the street, it's just me, mostly. <laughs> Usually. Um, yeah, we'll see. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. I really don't want to move. I would hate to to have to pack all this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, you won't have me around to save your ass this, is, this time. Ben, <laughs> you will not believe how many times I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to just I'm going to have to just pay someone to be Ben. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay a company to come in and box up all of my stuff. Yeah. Cuz Jennifer uh, doesn't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Well, what you could do, I mean, if this is going to become a more real possibility, you could do it in just small chunks. Just every day, just do a little bit. Don't wait until the last minute to do everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the I mean, again, the hard part is uh, I don't know. Uh, the, that's the hard part. The not knowing is the hard part. Yeah, 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 I get it. Like, imagine, imagine if you will. You know, it's like you have a space. And you're putting on a play. I was talking about theater when I talked to Ben and give examples. You have a, <laughs> you have a space you're putting on a play, and and the person says, "Well, we should put the play on in a different venue, even though you're renting out this space." And we're like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense, right? Easy, yeah. easy yeah. choice to make." Now. Let's say that the person who has the lease for the place that you're at says, we may renew your lease or we may not. We're not sure yet. And now you have to decide, am I going to do it at this place or am I going to do it? All of a sudden it's in flux because you don't know if you've got the space or not. It's sort of like that. It's one of those things of I, once I know what's happening, I can start making decisions, right? Buy some boxes, start putting stuff in boxes. I could do that, right? Unless I'm not moving, in which case, all of a sudden, I've got half my stuff in boxes, and I have to take them all out of boxes again. Well, hopefully, you will have more than uh, you'll have more notice than the last time you moved, which was what two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm hoping um, it'll be. I mean, you gotta at More least give that. your landlord what is it twenty? I don't know what the law is in Illinois, but here you have to give a twenty at least a twenty day notice. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel as though just just by virtue of how things go, that I'm going to have, I'm probably gonna have double rent, like an overlap at least some. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like rented a new place, rented the other place. But every single place where these jobs are at, they're all much more expensive than than here. Well, I mean, what won't be more expensive? I mean, what will be less expensive than where you are? You live in a very uh, affordable part of the country. Yeah. Yeah, that is a problem. Oh, oh, Ben, you just reminded me of something, but I can't remember what it was. Very affordable, a very affordable part of the country. What is the thing that I was concerned about? <laughs> was it was it military action inside the United States? Was it there was something there was something I can't think of what it was. Oh well, probably not important, Ben. Probably not important. Who knows? But maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I was worried about, oh, oh, something. Oh, so close. Military. I mean, this episode, this, this episode isn't going to air for about a week. So, you know, the world or the country may be a very different place next week when this, when this episode airs, airs. It's airing now. It's streaming, I, but. I feel <clears throat> as though was, oh, oh, I know what it is. Ben's going to guess the news. Ben's going to guess the news. <laughs> All right. Ben going to guess, guess the news. Yeah. Guess the news, Ben. Uh, okay. I'll, can I get a hint? Oh, oh, oh. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, there was a something old uh, was in the news again. Because of something new that happened there. 
Wow. Something old was in the news again because something new had happened there. Yeah. Um, is the something old in the U.S.? No, it is not. Is the something old on planet Earth? It is. Okay. You've narrowed it down. <laughs> is the something old a place? Yes. Is it a building? Um, yes. Ish. Yes, ish. Uh, is it a yeah. is it a geographic location? Some place old. Yes. Yes. Uh, is it is it does it have to do with the current conflict in Ukraine? Yes. Is it in Ukraine? Yes. Ah, is it um, Chernobyl? It is Chernobyl. Now, <laughs> why is Chernobyl in the news? What I understand is that the Russian army had come, and uh, first they like disconnected it from Ukraine's power grid. I, I didn't even know it was still connected. Ukraine then said it was reconnected, and then the Ukrainian forces found that the Russians had dug trenches in the contaminated soil around the power uh, generator. Why, I don't know. Okay, so they dug they had dug trenches in the contaminated soil, and the floor that they were staying on in one of the buildings had high levels of radiation because they had tracked the mud <laughs> onto their floor. So and I, the, the, the Ukrainians said that those soldiers are most likely bringing that radiation back to Russia with them. Yeah. Like... Not not in a planned sort of way, but but basically that they are they are now contaminated people, and when most I, likely will die of radiation poisoning. When I first heard it's this implied. story, yeah, when I first heard this story, I had to really wonder what the motivation was behind this operation because it really felt like Russia was just sending their soldiers in to die of radiation poisoning. Well, I think. <clears throat> You know, they had them they had them dig, you know, fortifications and stuff like that in case there was a military whatever, right? Yeah. That would be the reason that they told their people. But and this is this is the disturbing part. Um they they apparently just today they left some graffiti saying, uh, be careful there may be a mine somewhere as they oh were my leaving. God. They've got the, they've got another plant that is I believe under their control uh, in in Ukraine. There was a there was a nuclear facility in Ukraine that was getting bombed at one point, and everybody was like, "What are you doing? Don't bomb the nuclear power plant." Yeah, so this is one of those things of when you were saying, "Who knows what's going to happen in a week?" This might be one of the things that that we hear about. <laughs> oh yay! Yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I see a lot of um, memes online where uh, you know the 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 narrator, the voice of the meme is for all you millennials who are are just now worrying about nuclear war. 
we Gen Xers got you. We grew up with this, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that, that's that's it's, it's sort of funny, haha. Now, kind of making light of it, but you know, when the bombs do drop, ain't nobody laughing. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that we um, we we grew up <clears throat> with it, but but we also didn't have it happen to us. So exactly. so what we have for what we have for them, what we have is the anxiety, is, is the trauma. Here's how to be scared. Yeah. Oh, and how did you deal with that? Well, we didn't. Really. I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't know. We made some art about it. Yeah, there were movies about it. We watched uh, We watched the, the Challenger blow up about it. Uh, we... You know, that's... that. I mean, that's part of it, right? The, Red the, Dawn. The Challenger, the Challenger blowing up is its own... Um, its own little trauma piece, I guess. I still, I, you've heard about this already, I believe, Ben, that Big Bird was supposed to be on the Challenger. I've heard a lot of was supposed to be on the Challengers, but I don't remember the Big Bird one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. Big Bird supposed to be on the Challenger. Wow. Uh, because... Um, they couldn't get the spacesuit to work, so it didn't work out. That's uh, that. Okay, that really sounds like an Onion article, but yeah, like I this wonder if it would have been like the 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 actor puppeteer who was Big Bird. That's what, that's what I was wondering. Is is I would think most likely. <laughs> All right, just going from a show point of view, right? It doesn't make any sense to send Big Bird in space if Big Bird's just sitting there, right? Yeah. You'd Big want Bird Big to Bird stuff. to talk about being in space. But think also about how difficult it would have been for Big Bird to be in space. That performer would have a harder time than any astronaut. Carol Spinney. Carol Spinney would have two suits to worry yeah. about or yeah. whatever. Well, um, yeah, putting the putting the Big Bird suit around like Big Bird would have a giant, you know, bulge in his neck because of uh, the helmet that Carol was would be wearing, plus his own helmet which would, you know, throw off the I'm sure the weight distribution of the puppeteer. Right. The other option is of course, you send an experienced astronaut in in the big bird suit but then that astronaut won't be saying anything it'll just be big no. bird sitting there in space but there'd be the technology to dub the voice actor over the uh the astronaut yeah and and that's the thing right how sad would it be for kids that the real big bird did <laughs> oh no i've been lying faker, to faker <laughs> Because Big Bird isn't, yeah, I, it I, I don't does know. sound. What do, I don't know if I can trust the government anymore, says a seven-year-old. But, but still, think about how much more traumatic it would have been for all of us. It, this is something, okay, I will say this once again. As a kid, the fact that we never got that TV to watch any other news things. The fact that we were watching 
the news in class was a huge deal. Yeah. Right? And when the Challenger blew up, I, as a kid, I've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. I did not realize that that was what had happened. Every other kid in the class knew it, but me, I said, and I quote, that's cool because of what I thought was, you know, the a new <clears throat> stage of the rocket happening. Yeah. And people got mad at me, teachers and students. Um, so that was... I honestly don't remember... I have vague recollections. That was about... This was 86, right? I was 10. I have vague yeah. regu- recollections of knowing about it, but I don't believe I watched it. I think we were told uh, later on that day. But what actually? So wait, I have a th- what I have grade a th- were you? What grade were you in? Well, what what, what grade are you in in uh, when you're ten years old? Was that a, a, a held? Second are you, grade you is going- seven, right? Eighth grade is third. Ninth, eighth grade is no. Second grade is seven. Sorry, second grade is seven. Third grade is eight. Fourth grade is nine. No, I grade. wasn't in fifth grade. I would have remembered if we were in fifth grade. This is something I have to look up. I want to say I was seven. I was seven in second grade. Yeah. Yeah, and think about it. You're five when you're in kindergarten, right? Are you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you are. I guess you are in grade five at ten. I don't know. I've never had children, Paul. I don't know what age people go into school for. You went to school, Ben. You went to school. <laughs> I remember how old do you, I was. Do you remember your? Do you do you not remember? I your, if, I, your if you asked me if you asked me how old I was when I went into kindergarten, I'd have to really think about it because I couldn't tell you offhand. It is really interesting the stuff that I've forgotten and the stuff that I remember because it I forget really specific things that apparently you know happened, but then. Other things that people are like, you're too young, you couldn't remember it. I remember very well. So it's odd. Yeah. I mean, I remember my fifth grade teacher. In fact, I saw my fifth grade teacher, uh, or one of my fifth grade teachers. We had, I was in a weird block where we, we rotated between uh, teachers. Uh-huh. Um, uh, when I was a school photographer, uh, uh, shooting kids at some random school in the South End. Uh, I ran into one of my fifth grade teachers. He didn't remember me. Were they me, a teacher at the school? Yeah, they were a teacher at the school, and I, I took his picture. Aha. Uh-huh. Stealing souls. <clears throat> Absolutely. Oh, man. If I, if I had a nickel for every soul that I've stolen, I'd be able to pay how, off how many? my credit card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Fifth grade, I was in Mr. Conway's class. Mr. Igawa was the one that I saw later on in life. And uh, fun fact, no, Mr. Conway was my sixth grade teacher. My fifth grade teacher was Mrs. Day. Wait a second, I had a Mrs. Day uh, as well, but no, that was in uh, that was in high school. She was my uh, typing teacher. Ah. She was married to the biology teacher, the biology <laughs> teacher who told me Mr. about Knight. how eugenics are wrong. <laughs> I've told uh, you this story before, right? Have you? 
uh, we were in, we were learning about genetics and I was like, this is, this is really cool. And I raised my hand. I was like, does this mean that you could breed people like you breed dogs? <laughs> and he was like, well, I don't, I was like, I've got a really cool idea that what you could do is like, I want to talk to you after class. Yeah. I would stop you right and, now. And he talked to me after class. He's like, I want to let you know that that's kind of what the Nazis were doing. Paul, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's not good. You should not, you should not think that this is a cool idea. And I, you know, I, I understood and I got it. Yeah. There are some other things, Ben. I and I don't know uh, this. What episode is this? Three twenty. Three twenty. So yeah, um, I I also at one point in time wanted to do taxidermy, so that I could make mythical creatures, <laughs> like and make a centaur and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and people had to explain to me that using dead bodies to make half human half animal hybrids is not a great idea <clears throat> and then i was like well what if genetics and taxidermy stuff you could what if you could make an actual you know that kind of stuff and i now now looking back on it i'm glad that i did not have uh money and resources to do any of the stuff that I wanted to do as a kid, uh, because know, it's I all disturbing. We all have disturbing thoughts as kids, and you know sometimes they get out, and adults have to uh, sit us down and talk to us. And I just, you know, I'm just very, very thankful that um, blogging didn't exist when I was a child. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I I feel as though um, if time machines exist. Some of us will be going back in time and just giving ourselves a stern talking to. If if Look, time travel exists, go back about a half an hour and make a beep noise come from the office. Okay, I will. <laughs> I've mentioned uh, I've mentioned this before the uh, the how Stephen Hawking had a, a party for time travelers. But he didn't advertise it until after the party was over, <laughs> which I thought was cute. <clears throat> but I feel yeah. like I feel like all the time travelers are probably cool, and they're like, "I'm not going to a Stephen Hawking party." No thanks, man. Oh, you don't think I, a Stephen Hawking party would slap? Um, I feel like I feel like. Look, I'm not. I feel like the superficial. Uh, all the people, here's the thing. All the people that want, would want to go to the Stephen Hawking party are also people that would follow the rules, the temporal rules that you can't go to the Stephen Hawking party. So, but yeah, I would so want in to. a sense, his time travel party was a success. Because the people who were following the rules and and obeying the uh, the the space time continuum and not interfering stayed away. Hey, did we talk about predestination at all? Probably. This, this is episode three twenty. Not in this episode, though. Okay. Um. So predestination. And you have four then. minutes. <laughs> 
it goes like it basically goes like this. Um, people have a hard time uh, accepting the idea that our choices uh, are predetermined because we choose what we want to do, right? Yeah. We we make active choices. Um, I heard uh, this compelling idea that the choices that we make, even though we were experiencing those choices, right? They come from factors that are out of our control, our upbringing, things like that. So the choice that we make is the choice that, that we always were going to make, right? We, there is no randomness in our decisions. Everything is, is preordained and people are like, well, how can that be? And I, I gave an example of how it could be, or, or I thought, it's like, let's say you, you have a maze, right? And you're running the maze. If you were outside of time, and you, I would know where you were at. If I were outside of time, I would know where you're ending up right when you start. And so, for, for my perspective, your route is predetermined. Because it's already happened. Because yeah. I've already seen it. Right. And somebody was like, well, yeah, but I don't believe in an extra-dimensional being outside of time. <laughs> so I came up with this, and I think I think it still works. Let's say that you don't believe that there's anything higher than you, right? It's just you. You're experiencing your life. Every decision you've made up until this point is inaccessible to you. You can't go back and change it, right? So up until that point, everything has been predetermined. <laughs> because it was determined when you were making it. So if you I, think of... Would you not call that post-determined? I mean, no, predetermined, no, predetermined signifies that... Everything up until now in your life has been predetermined by you. You were the one who determined it, but you determined it in the past, and now you can't change it. That's I'm being post-determined silly, then. I'm, <laughs> I, I I still I still feel post determined uh, would be you have a little envelope and you would say what did I decide at this time and you open it up, um, yep. but but the thing is that uh, one thing that I've learned about the internet that's really fun is if you uh, if you say that predestination is the only thing and no one has free will. Uh, a whole bunch of people will get mad at you. I'm watching this happen to someone else, not me. Uh, uh, but it's what made me think about it. <laughs> Who would have thought that, uh, the, you know, if only you could see that coming and you and determined that people would get angry? Oh, well, I think the thing is that he was meant to make people angry, Ben. Oh, is that there what is I There's no other way. Is that a troll? Is that a, an internet troll so, you're talking about? No, 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 no. Um, I, I just meant he was predestined. To make a whole bunch of people angry on the internet, um, it's it is kind of it is kind of fun uh, to think about the idea <clears throat> that <laughs> this is this is the thing. I, I honestly believe this. It is our conscious experience of life that keeps us from thinking about things being predetermined, because if it's other people. Right, if we're thinking about other people, we can accept the idea like a like a dog, right? Let's say you talk about a dog and you're like, the dog can make choices, but 
there could be a computer that's smart enough to figure out which way a dog is going to go in a maze. A computer could eventually figure it out. But a computer couldn't figure out what I'm going to do because I'm too smart for that. That sort of thing. And that's really what we're talking about is uh, human beings always feel like they are special. And I (laughs) think it's a feature, not a bug. Because thinking that you're special kills a lot of time. Speaking about time, we're at that time again, Ben. We've had a good, good talk. Good one hour talk. It's a it's a past dinner time for you. Have you eaten dinner? I'm getting a little worried. Uh, I had I had a uh, some chicken nuggets from Popeyes. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, good. Somewhat disappointed. They were cold. Ish. Lukewarm chicken nuggets. That's a, the problem with the uh, uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub delivery services. The oh. food, the French fries are terrible when they finally get to you. Yeah, we went to um, we went to the actual <clears throat> place though. That's the other thing. Well, then there's we no were, excuse we're actually, for that. Yeah, I think so. But well, except nobody else was ordering them. That's probably what it is. Uh, uh, just Betty's sitting under the heat lamp. They had to they had to make it for. Her. Um, right. But yeah, on that note, Ben. And with I'll that, talk to you later. Indeed, please uh, keep it wrong between now and then. Keep it Speaking wrong and have indeed, a uh, looking for jobs. Yeah, there you go. keep it wrong that's and a, have a that's... have a have a safe trip to Colorado. Oh, thanks, Ben. And for for those of you uh, future historians who are listening to this podcast, Indeed was a website that you would go to <laughs> to look for jobs. It was like a if you can imagine a board where people post uh, jobs that are available. It's like that. Except I mean, on I've the seen. I've seen ads for Indeed.com, and and they always they're like, well, I found a job in 15 minutes, and I, you know, I never, I when I would apply for jobs on Indeed, I was in a pool of like a hundred other people. Oh, let me let me rephrase that. I found a job, and then I applied for it, and that took me a lot longer, <laughs> and then no one got back to me. Hooray! I don't know if I have that job or not. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, but the no, world not, we live not, in uh, now. I'm not using Indeed. I am, of course, going. I am an internal candidate for positions and jobs. And Ben, keep it Paul, wrong, my friend. Keep it wrong, and I'll talk to you uh, next week. Talk to you next week. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>